Welcome to the Spirit of Time podcast. We had designs for a grand introduction here, but essentially this is a shared episode with the Out of Time podcast, which has been an inspiration and sounding board as we launch this thing. So it only made sense to sit down and replicate a small get-together with Summer and Josh as our first episodes were coming off the still. Give it a listen, and don't forget to check out their podcast, which focuses on the people who make up the watch community and their stories. We hope you enjoy. Hoping maybe by May it's at least feels a little more normal. Well, hey, let's start with a wrist check then. Summer, one what, watch guy. What is your one watch today? It's pretty spectacular. So I have the Benris uh, 66229. Uh, really, that's not the number. I just made it up. I don't, right know, on. I don't know the number, but say with confidence. But I would have. Uh, I know. I believe it. It's uh, it's a 369 config with the broad arrow hands. It's pretty and small for for some of our friends it'd make a great unisex watch right i like it that seems like that's i have a new certain appreciation for thinner lighter on something like this i just i have this certain appreciation for it now yeah i know josh started doing the small watch first before me my jammy jam yeah I, yeah i started small and i kind of well no you started b- super big oh yeah you did we the 30s went, yeah mm-hmm. we, we went 50 when we went, when we went big. Oh, it's a half century, bro. But that's yeah, when you half century, and, and then went down to thirty. Yeah, so it's been quite the journey. I'm, I've, I've settled somewhere in the middle, around thirty-eight to forty. But anyway. Now the needle came out of nowhere. Can you can you tell me what where did that come from? For what? people listening, what reference is this? Yeah, what is? I'm holding it right now. It is it's badass. Like it, it the color is amazing in the dial, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's got a few <laughs> colors. Yeah, the open star, uh, ocean star, decompression, ocean star. Yeah, there's a. This is the remake, right? Yeah. Okay. So 1861, um, LD run. Right. Pretty fantastic. I, I love the color. Um, I can't wait to get into the pool. I had it last summer, I believe, but I kept it in the box because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do about it. So I missed that that summer run. But it's gonna see some time in in the water. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. For the listener, I mean, some people are going to be familiar with this. This is the basically the dive watch configured Mito with the uh, the dive bezel, and it's got these kind of concentric rings of color all around the dial, and it's I would describe this as like kind of tangerine, light green, kind of a pink color, and then light blue, and it, it looks really busy but i mean the overall effect on this thing is phenomenal it's so cool looking if you and needed it, an emoji to describe it it would probably be the rainbow taste it, yeah. <laughs> taste it. <laughs> <laughs> on that maybe we could do a, a a poor check so yeah i'm um i'm actually drinking i'm not really entirely sure how to pronounce this i've this is uh Inigrin, and i think these guys are from the valley yeah so this is here in southern california this is the <clears throat> lightest one this is just basically a kind of a a session lager, relatively low ABV. And um, I actually bought this because of the the can art. Oh, it's the, it's the BMW Roundel. Very Bavaria. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the can art is very reminiscent of that the BMW hood ornament. And so, uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know how it I don't know if I care how it tastes. It's just an evocative beer. It makes me think of summer and his beamers. I think of summer and his beamers quite often, probably almost as often as I ask myself how happy Josh Josh is. is. Yeah. Now, 
Brother Josh, we're back at it again here in uh, SGV. Yeah, I'm incredibly happy right now. So that might make summer a little uneasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following with the same drink as uh, Matt. So you guys got this uh, podcast going, right? So we, we have Matt. Um, yeah, Spirit of Time podcast. So this is a kind of a work in progress. But um, Greg and I had been toying with the idea for a long time yeah. of just doing something, either you know, hosting a, a regular meetup out in this part of kind of the Los Angeles area. You know, we're sort of un, underrepresented here in San Gabriel Valley. That's true. And one day we just met up in a, uh, a local bottle shop. Both, you know, Greg and I are um, into kind of the cocktail spirits, you know, California wine and beer scene and all that. And Greg is, I think, you know, known, if you don't mind, I'll drop your, your handle. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, so time and tequila. Sounds familiar. Yep. And so, you know, Greg's got, I think, a, a pretty well-trained palate for spirits and tequila can, in particular. Oh, yeah. And I'm a, uh, a wine guy, relatively knowledgeable, and enjoy beer, and I'm, I want to learn from him. And we were literally talking in this bottle shop, and we're like, dude, we should do a podcast because everything is kind of locked down right now. We can't really have meetups. Yeah. And it seems like the, I've been, I've had a long commute for work, so I just inhale podcasts like crazy yeah. and I'm a huge consumer yeah yeah and if the good ones really feel like you're kind of a fly on the wall at a small meetup you know so there's some that are out there that do a really good job and I'll you know give a shout to a obviously you guys um, and some of the uh, the other stuff that's out there like whiskey and watches and mm-hmm. the girls at 10 and 2 etc and we just kind of want to replicate that but there's something that I think a few podcasts have kind of left on the table. And Greg, I'll like throw it to you just to kind of expand on this. So, so Mr. Time and Tequila, uh, before you go into that expansion, what, what are you drinking? So I told Matt, <clears throat> he said, what do we need to bring over? And I said, we're, we're pretty well covered, but all the beers in the fridge are, are six and a half percent and above. So if you want something a little more sessionable that keeps us <laughs> on track for this, this pod, maybe grab a... A few things, and so he brought over the the one that you guys are drinking, and then also this society brewing company Coachman. called the Coachman, a session IPA. So this is about 4.9. So we can enjoy this one without getting um, too sidetracked. And then in front of each of us is a, a small uh, a small pour of uh, Cimarron Blanco, which I'm sure we'll we'll toast uh, together here shortly. Okay. So uh, we're, we're we're double fisting in, in some way. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I think um, to kind of just bring this back around, there's a lot of, oh, well, I don't know about a lot, but a number of the podcasts will have, you know, kind of frequent reference to having, you know, something to drink, something poured. And you guys have done it, and the Whiskey and Watches guy, and even um, uh, the Grey NATO. I mean, the earliest episodes, you know, the guys would kind of check in. They do their podcast remotely pretty much all the time. And it's like, hey, what do you have drinking? Yeah. Uh, 40 and 20 guys, you always hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always so drinking, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of expansion on, you know, what we're drinking and then move on. Maybe spend the same, you know, five minutes talking about what's in the glass the way we would, hey, what's on the wrist? I think, I think what sold me too, and we'll get into maybe how we both spent time with Summer and Josh, you know, on their pod, which I think made us feel comfortable being on this kind of format. It's something I hadn't really considered until both you guys invited us separately to join you. Yeah. So we can talk about that. But, but what really sold me was when Matt said to me, it's, it's going to be like a watch happy hour. 
And that hit me because I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I love listening to podcasts too. Just I love listening it. to your podcast because it's about people, right? It's not just about what's the latest release or, right. um, you know, things like that, which are great, you know, too. Yeah. Um, but about people is what you're, you know, you guys are focused on. And Matt said to me, it's a watch happy hour. That hit me, right? I'm like, yeah. whoa, okay, yeah. well, we can talk watches, but we're going to talk drinks too, right? We're going to talk right. beer, wine tequila, mezcal, you know, whatever, whatever is interesting, coffee, you know, just things that we also kind of enjoy next to our watches. Right. I think we I think I speak for Josh and I, we feel very fortunate that um, I want to say we're unofficially opening for you guys. You guys are obviously a big supporter of Out of Time. So I think this is a great honor for me and Josh. Absolutely. Um, couldn't be, again, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, um, being out of the house, being in the social environment. We've missed a lot of this over the past uh, year. I mean, practically, I haven't seen you guys in about a year. Yeah. I've seen Summer a few times in between there, but yeah. yep. um, this feels amazing. And the fact that you guys are doing this, it's a huge undertaking. We, we talked about some of the preparation when we decided we were going to start ours and putting that, that out there into the ethos and then that fire being being lit. Um, and we're here to support you guys yep. um, any way that we can. And, uh, oh, let's cheers to that. That, yeah. that, that, that deserves a bring cheers. Bring it in, bring it in. Salute. Appreciate you guys. Click. For listeners, that's a really budget-friendly Blanco tequila called Cimarron. And uh, go out and find it if you're looking for a great well, you know, in your house. Um, and it certainly um, fits the bill as a, as a sipper, too. Would you mind if I yeah. take a little bit and put on my Ellen Meyer flask for my, my buddy Chase? Oh, I'm happy to do that. But I want his tasting notes. Yeah, yeah. I want him to break it down for me. That's right. <laughs> I want him to break it down. Yeah. So, so what are you tasting? <laughs> Marine rubber, petrol. Um, actually, all of us were together on that, on the mezcal tasting. Yeah, if, if oh, I, I was there too, right? I yeah, was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I freaking died. The woman oh. who said Band-Aid nailed it because my wife... So again, for the listeners, we were all on a uh, on an online virtual. We were doing a tasting for yeah. Magami Latte, right? Uh, yeah. Really cool subscription-based mezcal awesome. um, delivery program. Cool people too. Amazing people. Yeah. Um, so we were all together on that. Yeah, yeah, and I had never had a sip of mezcal. So tequila and oh, you got the kit, right? Stuff Man. like that. I did get the, the kit, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Um, that was the first thing my wife said when she was she tried it. She got a little of this and was like, "Right, it smells kind of like a band-aid. Right. <laughs> It's like you know, I think that's I think that's right. It's like this kind of a phenolic kind of you know rubber sort yeah. of a thing, and there's yeah. a little bit of uh, there's some translation in the the wine world, yeah. you know, when using your nose. Now, but, is your wife more of a wine connoisseur? Oh, then, I um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a, I don't know how to describe this. Um, I'm not in the industry and never have been okay. and would not like pass myself off. But my brother-in-law, we're very close to that um, part of our family. Their kids are the same age as ours, and we spend a lot of time with them. My brother-in-law is a trained winemaker, uh-huh. so he was um, not just a hobbyist, but he was went to one of the, the bigger programs here in California okay. and got his degree. Yeah. And they had a, they live on a vineyard, they run a vineyard, and they had an actual winery operation um, that they have since sold. So the winery business, the mm-hmm. production of wine and selling it and all that is not something they do anymore, but they still do produce fruit. And, you know, I help him sometimes with like crush and stuff like that. Um, and in good vintages, he'll sell his his harvest, and I I don't think I can name names, but it's you know brands that right. you would have heard of for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in harvest or in seasons that are maybe less good, or if there's a bit of a glut and he can't get a good price, we'll keep maybe two tons of fruit and okay. crush it. Yeah. And you know we produced like a hundred cases. 
it's a great learning experience and he's taught me Might over be fun to do a show there. 25 yeah. that would be fantastic Absolutely. yeah, yeah. What's, what uh, what region is he in um paso robles temple is the name of the, okay. the little town yeah familiar yeah. with it yeah just over like i said over 25 years of spending a lot a lot of time with him helping him and having him teach him teaching me so yep. yeah i'm i would say i'm like a knowledgeable layperson mm. that's that's a great place to be so the most dangerous type right? <laughs> yeah for sure 100 yeah. percent it's like, yeah, pour me a fifth glass, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of parallels, I think, between, you know, agave spirits, tequila, mezcal, others, and wine. And I think there's a lot of it is terroir-driven, Yep. Um, you know, climate, geography, water, yep. Yep. things that I think are pretty, make those kind of spirits really special. Not that others aren't, but I think that's when you can really geek out on it which is what watch people like to do too right we like yeah, to geek yeah. out the it's the details yeah. you when know? it comes to tasting what are the similarities do you do you put your nose into a tequila or a mezcal definitely definitely put the nose into it i think on an unaged spirit um obviously like tequila i mean they do med- age mezcal not often but um you know if you're looking at like a reposado or an añejo you get a lot of barrel influence which i think you would obviously pull right yeah. from wines and whiskeys right. too for or that matter yeah um so you start to get a lot of, you know, your tannins and your oaks and your vanillas and your caramels. You definitely pull, I think, similar. And that's why I think it's really good for anybody that's, you know, kind of a discerning drinker to drink other things, too. Yeah. And not solely be in that, you know, the one space that you are most comfortable in. Because then you, I think you get uh, flavors and, and smells and, and ideas from other places that are, you know, pull similar things. Yeah, I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone um, pretty regularly. Yeah. If you have those opportunities, just try things out, and then that's how you kind of figure out what your actual taste is and what sort of things that you you like. Because uh, and how do you know if you don't like it or not if you don't try it? Exactly, you try it. You've never experienced it. That was my brother-in-law's biggest advice to me. Yeah. And again, this is, goes back to the you know the '90s. It's like, how do you learn all this? And he's his advice was, you just gotta. Sorry, this sounds really bad, but you just gotta drink. Yeah. You know, just make a note of it, and as you kind of, you know, spend more time with different kinds of wines, you you start picking things up, and you'll start seeing patterns and knowing what you like, and I think it's kind of the same thing with spirits. I think you said something that's an interesting question, like, how do you know what you like, or how do you learn, how do you get out of your comfort zone? One of the things that we're going to feature on this podcast, I mean, every watch-oriented podcast is going to do a wrist check, and if we're drinking, we're going to do a pour check and expand on that. We're going to do something, well, Greg, if you want to... Describe this or help me with this, but uh, like a cocktail matchmaker. Okay. So Matt's idea, super cool. I loved it. Right. So you sit down and you think to yourself, okay, we're gonna maybe cook up, you know, this particular dinner this weekend, or you know, I have this ingredients laying around the house. What do I make? Okay. Right. Like that's a con. I, I think I feel like that's a pretty consistent like question so, or so thought like process a that we have. Pairing. A pairing. So yeah. it could be a yeah. pairing, or how do I use what's in front of me? Of, of oh. dinner and. And, and spirit and yep yeah so it's like um and to give you an idea so we yeah. have uh, you know this is inside baseball but we have a couple of episodes kind of in the can and one of the one of them that we had done was hey i'm gonna do i won that big green egg you know and i've gotten yeah, like, crazy with that yeah. All right so i'm like okay the next thing for me is i'm really gonna like try to learn to actually smoke ribs and okay. not do it like the the two two-step process and do real like low slow so now that the weather's kind of warming up for the listeners here in southern california you know the past couple days have been probably what mid 70s and clear and windy it's gorgeous beautiful so it's like it's time to get outside and cook and eat and 
if I want to do something like, you know, ribs and some cool food and salad and stuff like that, yeah. what goes with that? And <clears throat> you had, can you walk us through the recommendation? Yeah, that was a, that was a watermelon uh, mezcal margarita that I had made a little bit ago, loved it, and just thought to myself, that's like outdoor summer picnic food, right? Like, right, right. So you went to the field now. Went back, you know, uh-huh. dialed back in the recipe. Right. Made sure, um, you know, it still made sense. Tweaked yeah. it maybe a little bit. Yeah. But uh, but it was cool because it was it was what Matt was thinking, you know, what he was going to serve, what he was going to enjoy with the family that weekend, what could go with that that would be fun. I'm people... sounds yummy. I know. Well, we, I should have I made up a batch for us. Now, now, that now do you pair your watch as well, what you're going to cook? I mean, what's, what's the mindset on this? Like... I don't pair the watches with, but that would be pretty next level. But I, I, I don't know. That could happen, I suppose. But that's usually whatever I just have on. So, yeah. what is the name of your show? Spirit of Time Podcast. It sounds amazing, by the way. It's like Amelia Earnhardt or some sort of <laughs> drinks and. I'm not gonna. But don't drink and fly. But don't drink and fly. Please don't drink and fly. Crash on some island. In the we've also South put. Pacific. That's right. And we've also put a. Uh, uh, sounds a, amazing. Great a title. PSA. Thank you. We put a PSA. You know. Enjoy this podcast responsibly, right? Um, which I know you guys always do. Um, but it, I, like I said, it was it was sort of this this opportunity to talk about watches uh-huh. with other things that we love, which I think a lot of us share similar. Whether it's spirits, whether it's you know aviation, watches. whether it's right, you know you've got, you've got the watches piece could be food, right? All these things that are kind of always next to the watches, right? As we're experiencing, as we're making you know memories with right. these things on our wrist and um you know matt came up with a really nice i think succinct intro you know whether it's smoky sudsy boozy um yeah exactly we're probably going to talk about we're gonna it talk about it. so did you write it all down on the notes and like oh no we workshopped the hell out of it i think i called okay. josh yeah. and talked to josh you i called josh. To some friends oh, yeah see. well as you guys know matt's pretty matt matt does not over engineer um, he, he's kind of <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that now. he, he no. just yeah. when the rubber hits the road right, now that, right. that yeah, works at it I lies by the seat by the pants yeah I wing it another another flight reference yeah yeah <laughs> so, the spirit of time is basically it's like a direct translation of the word zeitgeist and it was just kind of a fun tie in because spirits you know uh, booze tequila yeah. I, I really dig that name and I'm really? glad that yeah I could have been a part of that, that elimination process um, but I think something that your brother-in-law said about drinking and figuring out what your palate is uh, I think you have to be really deliberate with that though right um, when it comes to the tasting when you're being mindful of where you do have not just drinking to get drunk but drinking and you know taking notes of those different things that you're you're tasting or you're smelling or those references and then you really start to refine your palate i mean because we can all just drink to get drunk right that's yeah. a but, great point but you really maybe you just get comfortable drinking one thing or another but if you start to mix in multiple tastes and, and varieties and, and levels with your top shelf and your yeah. um, your uh your well drinks and, and, and so forth and, and again you're starting to figure out okay i like this about this and i like this about that then you're going to really start to refine that palette and, and figure out which lane you want to be in yeah. that, that that i think you're 100 right i always think about this when when matt and i've been you know think recording and, and and kind of in conversation i almost want to sign off with like drink curiously you oh. know don't just drink to get yeah. you know oh, to get like the, of course part of it is you know we yeah, have fun right? social like 
you have a good time, you feel good. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I said on, on the podcast with you guys, I love to drink. <laughs> you know, I do. But I love that feeling. it's a great, it's a great feeling, especially when it's social, which is something we've all been lacking, mm-hmm. unfortunately, for a while. But yeah. you know, if you're drinking curiously, I think that's that the level that you're talking about, right? Like finding things that you like, yeah. finding things that you don't like. Um, it made me think. You guys made me do this thought exercise when we when we did our our um, our episode together about um, you know our watch journeys. And I think about it with you know with 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 spirits, whether it's wine, beer, you know, tequila, coffee, stuff. Um, you don't know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. No, exactly. At the beginning, right? Yes. Or at any point. Till you get there. Till you get there. Yeah. And so it's it's part of the journey. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm nearly fifty. I think we have a lot of the same kind of like bon vivant overlap hobbies and interests right. and stuff like that and I'm I don't drink the way I do or did when I was 20 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes you know there's all there's some of it's, <laughs> it's fun, more refined some of, yeah. some of it's social there it's very refined in some at times and there's almost like a little academic kind of a thing that yeah. runs through it and you just want to enjoy that and I figure I'm I've got a lot to learn and if I've got a lot to learn, I'm sure there's other other people that have, you know, things they could be turned on to and say, hey, you know what, let me try this. And if we can have, if Greg and I can provide ideas for, you know, maybe just a fun cocktail for the weekend, those are the kind of things that are fun. They bring, it brings people together. And it's, as we've kind of alluded to, it just does seem to be a common thread for most of the people in our hobby, you know, somebody again. I, I referenced Mike Heyman before. You yeah. know, he's um, he's into his brown booze. He could probably teach us mm-hmm. a great deal about that stuff, and you know, that would be a lot of fun to kind of you know have a master class in enjoyment of that kind of thing. Yes. And this is just something else other than the same old you know dilettante watch hobbyist kit. You know, like a an old air cooled Porsche and a, uh, a Leica camera. I was wondering when you were going to unleash this. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I, I've been waiting. Yeah, so <laughs> came in ten minutes into it. Yeah. Mike is Mike is allowed to have his Porsche because he's my age at least. And he also has a Leica. Yes, he also he has does. a Leica. He does. So that a wild collection of Panerai. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We love you, Mike. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I think, yeah, exactly. This is like as Matt reaches for his shot. Yeah, that's right. Go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's trying to loosen up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just some, something other than the same stuff that everybody else is talking about. But at the same time, stuff that most of us like and yeah. want to, you know, kind of learn about or or be inspired about. And it is. It's just the maybe the joy of living piece. Yeah, I think like about that. you guys too, and 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 I know that each of your guests has been really unique, right? And um, comes with their own set of, of kind of related hobbies and interests and inter- right. and things that they love. But you know, there's a, there's a, I, I kind of specifically remember there was a nice streak where it was just like, you know, great bourbons, right? And the tequilas and mezcals and whiskey. Like it was a, a cool streak to kind of see yeah. that happen. I'm curious what your guys' thought are, if it's like not intentional, but like, how do you see it related, I guess? So the, the lockdown really, threw us for a curveball right we were just barely getting up to speed on yeah. getting some sort of frequency or, yep. or regularity on our yep. releases yep. and this is something that we're you know passionate about and we think is important but we also have uh, jobs and lives and so forth outside of this so we haven't been able to stick to a certain schedule, schedule. of guests like yeah. we've tried to the only thing that we have is um, the Friday release if we're going to release we'll drop the episode on Friday. Friday but other than that it may be 
two weeks between an episode or a week or, or this last time it was months yeah. between you know episode release. Yeah, that's that's been a tough hit, right? So because yeah. you guys, as far as I know, right, every single one of your episodes has been live in person. Absolutely, like the gorilla. That part. was that was the deal, and another the second deal was. We're gonna keep doing this as long as we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If we're no longer enjoying this, then there's no point. Right. So we set certain standards for ourselves, and yeah. one of those standards was having this live conversation so that you can, you know, look at people and you know see those the body language and the feel the vibe around you and and, and just share form a bond. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of podcasts that that don't do that. Um, and they're great. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yep. Like like you said, there's a decent amount of podcasts out there that, that do a great job. And they also stick to somewhat of a schedule or, or regularity. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And yeah. You know, that's just something that we couldn't do. Yeah. Um, and Live is hard, dude. Getting together live is. <laughs> yeah, so we... In person, it's tough. It is. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not easy. And certainly this past year has made everything challenging. Hopefully that piece will get a lot easier. Yes, but it's something that we stuck to. Um, and I appreciate that you guys had that um, kind of core tenant to yeah. what you were doing to your project. I almost think about it like a project. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly um, what it is. Yeah. You guys talked about it, I think, maybe a little bit with, I remember us talking about it, whether it was online or offline. I've heard it in some of the other episodes, too. You know, this is almost like an anthology, right? Yeah. So I think about it, this is your project almost, Absolutely. rather than mm-hmm. just a podcast, right, right? right? Where, like you said, there's this kind of regularity and uniformity. Um, yeah. So I appreciate that you guys kind of drew that line in the sand and really have, have stayed true to it. Yeah, and, and it has been tough. It wasn't, with, it wasn't easy. Yeah, with, yeah. with the time that elapsed between us being able to figure things out and make sure everyone feels comfortable and has done their, you know, their quarantining and, and so forth. And um, that by sitting down with us, it's not going to impact yeah. someone's household negatively. And, yep. and so there's a lot of considerations gone into trying to keep the same format with doing this, this live and in-person recording. I imagine Summer's probably missed a few um, really special straps at Hovig's when he had to quarant- you know, not be in the, uh, it, visiting the shop I after did. recordings. I mean, I Chase did. is probably grabbing all the straps that you wanted. Yeah, he's putting on stashes somewhere. <laughs> lucky, lucky in the I drawer. Can... They're not supposed to go in the drawer. They're supposed to go in the safe. Good, good thing I know where the drawer is. <laughs> yeah, for the listener, we're talking about uh, a Hovig supply, which is... An absolute treasure in Southern California. Great hub, yeah. Yeah, if you if you have if you're a Southern California watch nerd of any flavor and you haven't gone to visit Natalie at or Natalie and Chase mm-hmm. at Hovig's, you're you're doing it wrong. Yeah. What, and now get online and visit the online shop. Quite frankly, that's right. Yeah. We are not sponsored, by the way, but they're good no. friends. No. No, they are good friends. And it, used, it was a hub when we all can get together back in the days, obviously. It will be again. I always in a think about, you know, yeah. the book Tuesdays Tuesdays with Maury. I always think Friday at Hovigs. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. I miss Friday at Hovigs. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to having some normancy. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's getting really old by now. Wanted to ask Greg, is it normal for your pool lights to turn off at 7? That's a little too early, though. Well, we're energy conscious, so until the pod starts generating um, external funds, right. I, we I, I'm happy then to put the pool lights on later. This is like world class. It's very nice. Yeah. You guys are kind. You guys are it kind. Makes for good recording, the wood panel in the back actually is good acoustics. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, we can probably continue to like wax poetic about uh, Greg's spot here, but I, I think we managed to get one wrist check done before we got sidetracked and started driving on. Josh, what have you got today? 
Yeah, so we did the uh, the Mercedes Benz, right? Yep. And then I have the DM Tiffany. Um, the, uh, <sighs> the DM Tiffany. First time in person for me. Wow. Is this a Mark what? The Mark II. Mark II. So it's, this is Series 1. Um, and I can't say enough about the design, yeah. um, the, the watch, the build quality, um, and the individual behind the brand. Uh-huh. Uh, really made me want to get behind it. He's doing a lot of things. He, uh, he's engineering. Became a good friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. A great friend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guillaume Dow. Is it just moves, man? And the dial looks alive. I'm holding it right now, and like when you kind of move it just slightly so that the light reflects off it a little bit, it you said it moves, and that's literally what it looks like. Have you seen it, it at the club? Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I We're not, not in the club. I have oh, yeah. not. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is amazing. And for people who've never seen this, I've never seen this before except in pictures. And the it, the pictures look good, but this you're it, too kind, man. It does not represent. Anything Joshua's like what pictures? it really looks like. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, they spend a lot of time in post-production, no? I try. Yeah. <laughs> it's better in real like, life, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, this looks like, like a lot of us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, if you if you showed somebody a macro of this yeah. where they couldn't see anything else except just the guilloche pattern, yeah, they probably right. would think it was Grand Seiko. Have you seen the buckle? Bit? No, this oh, is, wait, oh. this is uh, aftermarket. Yeah. Um, because this, Where's this the buckle? buckle? So when I changed the strap, the millimeters were off by about, ah, about two. Ah. And so this is the buckle that came with this strap, right. whereas the buckle on the DM Tiffany strap yeah. um, is outstanding. I mean, and I'll, I'm a big fan of the buckle. That's a, a showpiece by itself. Love yeah, that was a standout like of the it. great buckle off. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Buckle we, off. We, we've had some wild series like among... <laughs> Among just us, our circle, did. right? Yeah, just a small. When you talk about inside baseball, yeah, <laughs> just about inside. Mean, that's, hashtag yeah. the great buckle off. Yeah, very, very inside. I mean, yeah. small circle stuff. Nah, that's a, that was a pretty uh, that, that was a pretty dope uh, series. Well, yeah. this is fun. also my first time seeing this piece in person, and ever is since, it? absolutely, and ever since you guys all so in comparison talked, with the picture and in real life what do you think uh, you know as good as josh's pictures are i do agree with matt the, the, this does take another another leap forward <laughs> but this this is a really this is a, this is this is incredible i think you know having listened for one and, and guy followed, dude with mechanical machines incredible you yeah. know I, I i like matt said i spent about 30 to 60 seconds literally just playing with the light you know as it hits you know the dial as it hits yeah. the indices it hits the the hands i mean it's it's really a, a, a special piece, and I think, you know, to support what he's doing. Well, the bottom line is this DM Tiffany piece is rad. And it is. Yeah, it's it's really great. I'm, it, it I'm very happy you brought it because I've never seen it in real life, and it looks great. Yeah, that's one of the purchases that I made um, during the pandemic. So there aren't very many in the wild. Like I said, the, the two people who bought yeah. one and two mm-hmm. aren't people posting it on Instagram. <laughs> They're just not in that that same community as us so mine is the first opportunity for a lot of us to put eyes on it or or see it and and i try to take you know decent pictures and um and another not great and i I think you succeed i'll never claim that i think it's honest (laughs) they are they are honest that's the the kindest thing he said at this point provenance you really tried hard to say that didn't you look at my photo you go that's an honest piece it's an honest piece yes matt what do you have on your wrist all right so i'm not move on (laughs) do us all a favor (laughs) 
All right, gents. I am I am not wearing a watch. I'm wearing a boon strap with a watch attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. The aviator in you. No, I don't even know, man. This is there's just this weird vibe that I've been trying to tap into. So this is um you know, when did this start? I would, my interest in this sort of thing, probably two or three years, but it's been on my radar for a long time. I right. mean, when I was a kid, this uh-huh. was something you'd see a lot, you know, in the 70s. Right. Um, you know, just work-a-day dudes. This was And they like were wearing bone straps. Yeah, yeah. bone straps or like leather cuffs, mm-hmm. Right. you know, mm-hmm. with a watch. Right. Uh-huh. It, just, what, what's the reason for this? Do you know, man? Why? I really don't know. I, I don't it, know. I think it protects the case in some ways. I probably. think that's the deal. And I mean, I think, you know, probably the real thing is... Um, like it very it the real reason I think these things originated is my guess is because at very high altitude in an unpressurized airplane uh-huh. the the steel of a watch case against your skin if it made contact with your skin could be very cold mm-hmm. so I would I would think that that would give you some kind of insulation you know just to not have it be uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, that's that is just a, a wild ass guess mm-hmm. but that's what I think is the deal with that but um, I, I've seen our, everybody's, you know, Instagram adventure pal, Jason Heaton has been sure, like yeah. all about the blend strap for a long time. And I'd inquired of him just back channel, like, Hey, where do you get these things? And he told me about, uh, you know, Rover Haven. And I just hadn't been able to find one that I liked. And suddenly, um, these things became available at Hodinkee and I think we've all had, you know, pretty good experiences. I've heard of that with, shop before. You know, yeah. Have you heard of it? It's a, yeah. a little watch outlet. Yeah, Wait, yeah. The, the quality of this, um, this is one of these heat and boon, you know, yeah. hashtag heat and boon strap. And, um, what do you have on the boon, though? The, okay, so the watch, oh, yeah, I guess. There, is is a, there something attached to there, it? Is there something attached <laughs> there to is, it? There is, there is. So this is a, uh, a Speedmaster Professional. This is the, the 145. I've never heard of it. Decimal. <laughs> Zero two two seventy one. So this is my uh, birth is year that early? master. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So this is an, a circa nice. nineteen seventy one. That deserves a pat. Yeah, for sure. That is. 71. That is. That's. Yeah. Awesome. So um, our our mutual buddy Jimmy um, Jimmy English yeah. uh, Watch Fiend yeah. had spotted this and uh-huh. you know, he's uh, over at Feldmar. Yeah. And was like, dude, you have to look did at this. Did he know he was a 71? He did not know that was a birth year okay. for me. So there was a backstory to this. Yeah. Um, a collection of watches that was brought in. It was probably 20 watches, medium to high-end watches. That was brought in by um, a family member of somebody who's kind of prominent in Hollywood. And again, yeah, I won't say who it is. But it was somebody who was um, deeply associated with this... Um, this little movie associated with space it's the right stuff maybe you've heard of it uh yes yeah so this guy's um personal speedmasters collect he essentially had a collection of multiple speedmasters along with a bunch of other watches she brought it in to have have it appraised Mm -hmm. okay and i was really hoping that they were going to give her a good appraisal and that she would sell it and essentially give it to them to sell or consign or what have you. And I was drooling over, you know, one of these drop R, probably mid-70s era mm-hmm. Speedmaster professionals. She ended up just getting the appraisal and have, taking it back and fine. But I was so interested in the watch, um, you know, when I saw it in there being evaluated. And Jimmy remembered that. And, you know, when I came in on a subsequent occasion, he's like, dude, check this out. You have to see this. I looked at it and it's, um, you know, it's it's an honest watch. It's got uh, 
you know, some basically service crown and pushers, and you know, plexi's yeah, been replaced. Yeah. You know, it's nice and nice and clean, but the the dial condition, the handset condition, are all like epic. It's just a perfectly faded, ghosted bezel. And is that the drop dial? It is. Yeah, okay, the, yeah. The, the the drop bar. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just a, a really, really neat watch, and so it, he showed it to you. And oh yeah, it was, did I you was, know it was for sale at that time? Yes, yeah. So this one did come in, okay. and he did not realize it was a birthday watch for me. But that was like, wow. okay, that's it was like I have to. to so get this that. was not part of that collection. No, or did, okay. no, I was okay. interested in a watch of that era okay. because and he of saw, that collection. Mm -hmm. Your and, interest, and when yeah. something similar came in, then he, he reached out. Yeah. Very serendipitous. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. and I won't I won't say if it was the writer or the producer or the director, but it was a, a person at a high level involved with the that movie, and <laughs> I really wanted that watch because of the provenance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it ended up evaporating. I didn't get it, whatever. But um, this watch was very similar, and you know I it was all you know Omega service history and parts, and all, they provided all the parts that they took out of it. You know, so it was, uh, you know, good opportunity to see the, the guts of the movement of the watch, and it was all as it should be, and so it's mine now. Wow. So, yeah, Congratulations it's on that. It's dope. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's just a neat, evocative piece. I like it. So when you said um, approaching 50, and then you dropped the 71 birth year, mm -hmm. so that's this year, so that's coming up. In a minute. <laughs> In a minute. In a minute. <laughs> Huh? All right, yeah, that, that there. I might need a toast at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what is this next one we have here, Greg? So we poured a. <clears throat> this brand is called 1921, and, and actually, a number of people probably maybe have seen this. It's a big square bottle. Yeah. You know, we'll post a photo. Stubby. Stubby bottle. Yeah. And uh, but this is, if you want to call it, a vintage. Yeah. Um, what they the the previous production facility that was made at the distillery was. In the way that um, tequila is tracked, they're called NOMs or NOMs. N O M stands for the Norma Official Americano, uh -huh. um, and so it's NOM 1079, which is an older distillery. Yeah. And so it's kind of a, a vintage in some ways. Yeah. What region um, in Mexico? This is in tequila. Um, most of every most of what we drink comes from tequila, uh -huh. the tequila region. And um, so this is kind of a, you know, you might call it a treasure bottle, something you find out on the hunt. You couldn't buy it, you know, on the shelf no. today unless you ran into it and you kind of knew what you were looking How for. How cool is that, dude? Thank you for sharing it with us. So this is NOA? It is. It is, but uh, you guys deserve the good stuff. You're worth a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love that reference. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we haven't talked about what you have on your wrist, Greg. Yeah, Greg. So... You know, I think uh, it, it's been on my wrist for a little while now, and, and it's funny, it's it's actually... That one's low-key, too, you know? It is. Okay. It is. You know, um, when we all last got together, Summer and Josh, mm -hmm. we talked about what's missing potentially in the watch box. Right. I hate to say it like that. There's nothing ever missing, but what together, would you add to it? was here, right? Yes. yes. Okay. And so I think I alluded to a little bit, maybe we talked more offline, actually, now that I think about it, but we said... Maybe something with a green dial, right. maybe something with, you know, an alternate. You did mention it. Yeah, an alternate metal, right? Maybe something that's not just, you know, not not, not stainless. Yeah. And so um, probably, I, I, you guys are enablers. Not too long after that, I, I hit Matt up and I said, hey, where do you think I might find an Oris? Right. <laughs> Matt's the right guy. Uh, 80th anniversary, big crown pointer date. Yeah. And he said, well... The guys at, at Feldmar probably could help out with that, and I, I yeah. might I might connect you with Jimmy, who which I, I've been following at the time, but 
you know, we weren't talking, you know, we, we would comment and, and uh, you know, talk from here and there, but we didn't have a, a relationship, um, yeah. you know, beyond that. And so um, you, the, the three of us, the four of us really were talking. I had a couple ideas in my mind, right? Green and bronze. You guys helped me kind of hone that in. And so, um, you know, I took the plunge not too long after, really. It, it's low key in a way that I wouldn't have expected somewhere, like you said. You know, when you think bronze case, green dial, it's going to be maybe standing out a little bit differently than maybe just a, a black yeah. dial, maybe stainless. But it, it really fits in. I think it's warm. Yeah. And uh, it's, I, I told Matt this the other day, it's more versatile than I ever thought it would be. You know, I thought at first, you know, had it on the wrist, it might in some way stand out more than some of the other pieces that we might enjoy. But it's it's really versatile. It's just, uh, it's chock full of character. Yeah, and definitely. right now I put it on um, on a Drew Straps. If you all, everybody knows, you know, A. Bowen um, makes beautiful handcrafted. Canvas. Mostly canvas, but this one, this one is canvas. Mostly canvas, but he does other things too. Canvas strap, so it's on this kind of very mill spec look, you know, army, army green canvas, and it's a really nice um, You're all about combination. Tones, You're right, I didn't think I knew that for a long time. But I think I'm an earth, I'm a, I think I'm an earth tone person. Yeah, and I'm really loving the matching buckle. I love how this thing oh, looks like. Oh, that hurts, that hurts, because, you know, as I, thanks for that, Summer. So as I, as I spec this out, right, because this is a, a, a one-off from, from Drew Straps, right. as I spec it out, it was actually intended, so Matt asked me about this earlier, right, right. it was intended for the Railmaster. I know. I kind of had, and I think I shared I this with you guys, actually, I had just put it on the Railmaster yep, when we talked, right, yeah. and it was supposed to be the look for the Railmaster. Yeah, I, I really, it. I still do really like it yeah. on there, yeah. but, um. I never thought, I mean, I, I, everything with Drew was, you know, the measurements from the taper, right. uh, the side stitch, um, the keep. I mean, everything all, is bespoke. All really right. important, too. Right. Very, very important. Right. Yeah, no, seriously. And um, the it one is. thing that yeah. I didn't even consider, though, was the buckle, because I just, uh, you know, at the time, I'm just like, okay, you know, buckle, Insignificant buckle. Detail. Insignificant detail. Insignificant detail. You're washing dishes or something. Or exactly. But now driving. I'm like, oh, man. Had I made sure, had I ensured that there was... The chance to swap out the buckle, oh my gosh, I mean, that bronze Oris buckle would have now, been... Now, can you order that separate, do you know? Sad trombone right now. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Drew, I might need a change order, bro. I'll, I'll hit you up. You know, just send the bill. Well, I was about to say, I love how this thing looks like this could have been transported in time from, well, like, Well, Matt, it wouldn't be possible without you, by the way. Well, I mean, I just, I texted Jimmy right. and, you know, put these two together. I think uh, any, any new watch retail... My spot is Feldmar. Mm. Anything vintage is, you know, Wanabaya or, you know, the homie uh, Chase. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and at, at Horology 411. Yes, the homie Chase. Yeah. And then everything in between and, and beyond is, is Hovix, really. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's, um, but this watch is so good. It's it's thin. I You'll appreciate this because you've got the, that Zen, right? And mm -hmm. you have, um, the Speedmaster experience and just anything plexi like this, like this is a sapphire crystal, mm -hmm. but in this light from the side, doesn't this look like plexi? It's just got that warmth, I mean, kind of rounded distortion. Yeah, it's all right. I definitely, I definitely did not stock the bar with haterades tonight. <laughs> Summer brought his own, and he always comes prepared. It's a six pack. Thing. <laughs> it's a six pack. <laughs> That was a stiff pour that. Yes. <laughs> Summer's just deadpan. Four Very, fingers. Sorry. Four oh, fingers. <laughs> well, cheers, gents. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to you. Cheers to the next one. Reposado. Reposado. Mm. Definitely mossy. It's nice. It's a single barrel. 
So, you know, I think for a lot of our whiskey friends too, that obviously resonates. Um, single barrel reposado, you know, some nice barrel notes on there. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I get some little bit of, you know, baking spices and, um, but it's still really agave forward for, for people who enjoy that. You know, it's not like it's masked behind all the barrel presence. Yeah. Right. So really kind of a, a really uh, a nice bottle that if you can find, you want to grab. I like it. Yeah, so for listeners, we're recording this at night. There's this kind of like this, you know, low light outside. And there's this real warm kind of soft glow. And that, that watch looks really sexy right now. I, I think uh, it might be catching a little bit of the, uh, the fire from low uh, chimney over there. Could be. Things are heating up. <laughs> it's getting hot. <laughs> I think the... Uh, the zoom might even pick up that crackling. I'm pretty it, sure. It's, it's pretty good. I really, hope so. yeah. I really hope so. I really hope so. That'll set the mood. The homie uh, Alan's gear made a comment the other day. He had said, "Oh man, I'm so under you know no dates right now." Mm -hmm. I think I agree with you. I said, "But you know the cool thing about the Oris right now is there is a date." Right. He's like, "Oh dang, I didn't even recognize that at first, you know." And so it's yeah. cool because it's a a neat function that's you know hidden to some degree, but um. You know, keeps a very clean dial. Not, not, I think moving from the 28th to the 1st really hurt some people. Oh, <laughs> man. People were hurting. People were hurting. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had to go for it on my Nomos. And, oh, that, that half winding and winding back and then forward yeah. really took a toll on me. Man, you know, these are first world problems. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we are all very fortunate. Matt, I know you've never brought the other watch that you have right in front of you at at our show before. What are these other two watches that you have? Oh, so, you know what? I wasn't sure if you guys had had a chance to see one of this. I mean, this Which is, one is that. So this is the mm -hmm. um, the Seiko release from last year. This is the SPB one four nine. So it's the blue dial. Is that it titanium? Kind of, it's no, it's not. But it's got an interesting it kind like of coating. Yeah, it's a, a different. Um, kind of a, a finish on the steel I think okay my guess is it's probably similar to what they used to have with the, um, the old Shogun and I don't remember what they called it but it was like a proprietary coating uh -huh. I think they have the same thing on this one because it does look a little different especially on the bracelet it does but yeah this is um, just the that kind of H case skin diver a little smaller he mm -hmm. um, does yeah and yeah. it's just it's Good a profile a really mm -hmm. really nice watch and, and what's the story in this one um, one of these things that you know Seiko dropped a number of things this year just in the past week or two well it was the same kind of thing around this time last year mm -hmm. and um, god it sounds like we get paid for them to talk about them but um, I called one of my buddies at uh, at the AD and was like hey put me on the list at Feldmar and they know I'm, I have an interest in Seiko and yep. that if uh, if you know there's anything that they can get yep. you know typically if I'm asking then I'm yep. actually going to pull the trigger mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so um, they were kind enough to you know get this in for me and, and I just I know you have a genuine much. relationship with Feldmar you know you've always visited there and just geek around you and, know, and, and it's not again we're, we're not sponsored by anybody yeah. right but yeah. we do mention people that we have relationships yeah. with. I mean, sure. it's legit and relationship. It really those relationships are also yeah. important. Yeah. It, it's important to foster those relationships so that you get not only um, education, yeah. right, yeah. from those people. There, you know, the 80s often will have certain information that you might not know about upcoming releases or yeah. certain specifications or, or certain things that might interest you to yeah. get you, you know, into the shop. and. And they take their time, show you around, educate you, talk to you. Yeah, and that's yeah. a beautiful thing. We should be forging relationships with, with people, not not everyone, right? Yeah. Because 
you want to make sure that you're building valuable yep. connections and, and relationships. But having a relationship with Feldmar is yep. a great thing. Our relationship with, with Hovigs mm-hmm. yep. has yeah. been mm-hmm. a great thing. Yep. Um, we mentioned several uh, podcasts. It's because a lot of us have relationships, relationships with the individuals who run or operate those yep. those podcasts. And it's like friends helping friends. Yep. And, right. and it's not so... I mean we're not talking about or leading anyone in a direction that no. we don't wholeheartedly agree and support and think that, Hey, this is somebody that you should know about hundred percent. Yeah. So it, it's all genuine stuff. So, um, it, no shame and, and, yeah, for um, sure. you know, shouting your, your buddies out. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, they're, they're basically like family at this point. I've spent, um, a couple of years working in the immediate neighborhood and you know literally probably every other day for maybe a year would go in on my lunch and just talk to people yep. and look at stuff and yep. kick a lot of tires and not really buy much <laughs> yeah. and um you know they always treated me like you know a good a good dude and yep. you never felt like you were a nuisance there yeah and you know when i met you there once yeah that's right yeah, yeah we looked at unions there yeah yeah but when the time came to buy watches, and I went on a tear there for about two years after <laughs> yeah. having kind of done a, a, a fast for a while. Yep. Yeah. And um, they're just like really, really great folks. And yeah, anything you know, I could do, I'd always point people there first. And I mean, they are really just- a, And you a, do because really you have firsthand thing. experience and you know, you get yep. a vouch for it, right? Yeah, totally. So anyway, they were, the long story short of that is, yeah, they were kind enough to put me on the list for the LE. And this is not a particularly expensive watch or anything. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, but it is—it's uh, just a, a really nicely done. And if you like Seiko, that's you know going to be the kind of watch Dude, that's right in your finish. wheelhouse. That's the thing about Seiko. Yeah, the finish is. Yeah, it's an it's an incredible piece, and Great I love bang. the fact that as as cool and refined as that watch looks, it's got drilled lugs, just like just about <laughs> all of them. Yeah, it's a real you know, diver. I have a Grand Seiko with drilled lugs. And just like that, you know, they, they know what's up. So how do you guys feel about the, uh, and I, I just had this conversation with someone else, so I'll, I'll get your guys' temperature on it, about quick-release straps. You know, the straps that has a little Ooh, tang in yes, the back. That's yeah. a great topic. So I, I have not held one yet, but um, I talked to somebody who is in a position to know, and I think that what this is going to be, because I had the IWCs that had the quick release, mm-hmm. and it's a great mechanism, but their mechanism, and I think Cartier is the same way, is proprietary. So right. it, you can, it's a quick release, but yeah. it only works with their straps mm-hmm. or their bracelet. And this new Omega looks like it has conventional drill spots for a regular, you know, garden variety springboard right and if that's the case i think it's going to be a complete game changer for the nerds like us because you can pop that off and then just use your normal spring bar tool to to shoehorn in a regular strap that you had made or, or whatever yeah and if that's really the way it works um, and i think it is just having looked at it have that's you talked gonna be to awesome. about it what's that have you talked to Nally about it i have not she actually has the tool to make the oh yeah release. Oh no, are you talking about the kind that's got the it has you this can little ball? Like it looks like a little ball mm-hmm. like behind. Yep. And you just trigger it. Yep. She has the tool to make it. Ah. It's insane. So you punch the the watch strap, you punch it, and then she has the hardware goes in. It's oh like, okay, so this that's is pretty cool. I'm thinking you're talking the, about the new Omega. Which yeah. is pretty incredible, by the way. That one's pretty cool, too, yeah. And yeah. I think it's going to take a minute for the aftermarket to catch up with that. But when they do, I think it's going to make 
I think a world of difference. Well, and I wonder if yeah. the aftermarket is going to have to. And that's my point. Like, I think the way this is going to work is their straps are going to pop off and leave the conventional lug architecture right. with the drilled lug holes there. Meaning, you know, with the IWCs and some of these others, you know, there's a, like a fixed spring bar or yeah. a fixed like flange that you yeah. attach the thing to, but nothing else will work with it. Mm -hmm. And so that's it. But with this this Omega chronograph that they just dropped, I think that's going to work in such a way that you take off the bracelet or the strap, and you can throw on a Drew strap or an ISO frame or a NATO. That to me is would make, would be a real innovation that really is a benefit to the user, and not to the manufacturer. Like as much as right. I like IWC those watches, I had the you know the big kind of the hockey puck um, 3568, I think is the reference uh, dive watch. Mm -hmm. That thing was rad, and it was really cool to go back and forth, but mm -hmm. you were locked into their product. Yeah, I have, I have this love-hate relationship with drill lugs. I love the functionality of it, right? The practicality of it. Being able to just punch that, that strap out, because I like to change straps, and I, I do go through a lot of strap changes. You do. And you do. With, with some watches, I'll go through a lot, but then once something hits it, it hits it. It, it never comes off. Yeah. yeah, when you find the perfect thing, yeah, what else right? do you, Yeah, you don't have to... But I, I've, I always have an issue with even using my Bergeon tools with digging in on the side of the case to pop out the spring bars. Talk about stress. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> it, hurt. So, so, it is stressful. So that's why I like drill lugs. But aesthetically, I think I prefer watches that don't have drill lugs. But then I, I love them because I change straps so often that it's so convenient. Yep. Yeah. There's a love-hate. So, but, but I mean, the quick release, though, on, on the more, if you want to call it traditional, right, before we're talking about Matt's kind of innovation. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid, right? Yeah. I, I like them. I mean, that's what the the Oris came with, was uh -huh. was a, a nice vegetal tan. Was tanned. that your first quick release? Um, no, I've gotten a few. Um... <laughs> I think Matt fell in the pool. <laughs> Should I throw him a, a life preserver? Nah, okay. I'm all right. He'll be, right. right. be fine. And you know, I didn't, Let but he drugged me in. Let the clue in do its work. It was like Matt was falling and reached out and grabbed me and, and pulled me. Even better, do with all your clothes on. So back to the back to the quick releases, yeah. right? Yeah. So the um, some of the folks on in, in high in. in Orology, right? High horology, whatever you want to say, right? Like they have a quick release on there, I think too, right? If you look at some of the, you know, the the, the OEM straps on some of the high end um, folks, they're using that because I just think it, it's a it's a it's a kind of an easier way to do that. And now, do you, do you feel like you're cheating in some ways? No, not no. at all. I mean, not okay. at all. I have a friend who thinks that the, he he's he's concerned about the the structural integrity of those. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not concerned with it. <clears throat> No? So that's all I had to say I, on the matter. Because I, I feel like I feel like you're cutting corners. The first time I, I was playing with it, I was like, kind of cutting corners. Like, there's a reason why I have a Bergeon, you know, fork or something. Okay. Oh, man. All right. I got tears. Erase, erase, erase. Yeah, yeah delete, delete, delete. All right. Well, boy, fellas, I, uh, I'm working on my drop dead time. So I turned into a pumpkin pretty soon. I've got to go help a kid with a. Uh, I see. Turn into a pumpkin. The, the bar's about to turn on the lights. Yeah. You Last don't, call. Yeah. You don't have to go home, oh. but you got to get the f out of here. I'm gonna pour us one more thing on our, our, on our way. You know, on our way to conclusion. Oh, wait. oh, this is a water pour. Mm -hmm. this, is water. This, this is this that's, is clean your palate. Yeah. Dirty mouth. You. This is uh, we were talking earlier on the tasting that we all ended up on together, which was a lot of fun. Uh -huh. um, this is from uh, Magay Melate. Just a smidge for me, thank you. And uh, this is an Espadine 
the 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 delivery this month yeah. was um, an all women box, which was really cool. So female mezcaleras. Oh. There was an espadine and an araqueño and yeah. a little sample of a of a tepestate. Mm. So it was really cool. I think um, March is um, uh, Women History Month. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so I think there was, you know, obviously some tie in there. But more importantly, it was cool to see women spotlighted. You yeah, know, in awesome. kind of a really male-dominated world. Yeah. Um, maybe not unlike watches. Um, and so anyway, it's a really beautiful spirit, though. Too more importantly, right? It's a, it's about what was the actual um, what was made. And so I thought you guys might appreciate that. Yeah, I saw that story. That was very cool. Very cool, gentlemen. Yep. Hermanos Relos. Salud. Simon. Salud. Salud. All right, gentlemen. Are we out of time? Are literally, we out of time? Matt is time? literally out of time. I think I, yeah, we're out, out of time. time. So thank you guys all. Thank, I'm done. This thank you the, for listening to our podcast, and uh, thank you to Matt and Greg. Uh, good luck with the next endeavor. Thank you, Summer and Josh, I think, for empowering us to take the step, you know, and for welcoming. We're excited. Yeah, welcoming us, you know, not only into uh, – you know their world, but um, also the podcast universe, which well, is a lot of fun. We're big on community. Yes, we are. Now. Yeah, totally. Hey, Cheers. You go. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Salute. Salute.